episode number 142. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Unstuck Method, Shira Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So I am recording this podcast episode today from my parents' house in New Jersey. I spontaneously decided to travel in from Israel when I got the news that my grandmother, Sue Taylor, who was just shy of turning 94 years old, passed away. I grew up living very close to my grandmother, just one town over, and spent nearly every holiday and birthday with her, and I really loved her. In the past 10 years that I've been living in Israel and didn't have the privilege to see her regularly, I was committed to making sure that visiting her in the assisted living facility that she lived in was one of the first things we did when we arrived for our yearly visits to the States. Anyway, so I got the news that she passed away in her sleep around 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time last Monday. When my dad sent me the news, it was already 9.30 in the morning in Israel, and I told him I wanted to make arrangements to come in. A few hours after, once the rest of the family was waking up, the WhatsApp messages continued to come in and update us about the funeral arrangements and all of those details, and my dad asked if anyone would like to speak at the funeral and that it would be a mitzvah. And I responded, yes, quite immediately, although I've never given a eulogy before and wasn't even sure how to summarize a person's life in five minutes. A few minutes before leaving for my midnight flight, I stood with my amazing 18-year-old daughter in the kitchen, telling her how stuck I was feeling about writing this eulogy. I remember saying to her, what's the purpose of a eulogy? Is it for me, like sharing my personal words as a way to heal from my grandmother's passing? Or is it for my grandmother, like for her soul? Or is it for the family and friends who are attending the funeral, like to inspire them in their life? I told her I didn't have a clue as to how to write a eulogy. And I was about to get on a plane, and I was nervous I wouldn't have anything prepared when I arrived to my parents' house after landing, which would be one hour before the actual funeral would take place. The truth is, kind of like in last week's episode, I was a bit stuck on sounding stupid and unintelligent. I really don't know where this comes from and why it pops up again and again in my life, but I sure am grateful I know how to get unstuck from it. And as I S took a stop in the kitchen and T told myself I was stuck on worry and fear and I U uncovered that I would sound stupid, I asked my daughter for a C consideration because, of course, she knows all about getting unstuck. And she responded to me, Ima, just speak from the heart. Maybe you can write as if you're writing in a diary And then take whatever you feel comfortable with what you already wrote down and share that with the others. It was such a great consideration. And so I got on my midnight flight, 
And I slept for the first seven of the 12-hour flight because lucky me, I had the whole last row to myself and I was able to turn those last three seats into a bed. And when I woke up on that dark plane because it was still nighttime in the sky, I quietly opened my laptop. And I still felt stuck, to be honest. I didn't even know where to start, how to start. And then I imagined my mamam sitting right next to me. And I started to type the words that I would have shared with her in that moment if she could hear me. And I'd like to share with you what turned into my eulogy. Hi, mamam. I can hear your response to me. It's, hi, sweetheart. I'm so glad and so grateful that I could be here today with you and the family. And I can hear your response again. I know. We're so fortunate we can do this. It's amazing. You know, Mama, I was sitting at a concert a couple of weeks ago in Israel. It was a couple, a man and a wife duo. They call themselves Yonina. Have you ever heard of them? They're really great. Anyway, between songs, they talked and they shared a little about their lives and their family. And Nina, she's the woman part of Yonina, she talked about remembering a refrigerator magnet she grew up looking at every day as a child in her parents' house. It said, You don't have a soul. You have a body. You are a soul. And that really struck me. Because I used to believe I had a soul. I used to believe my soul was a physical part of me, that if you peeled back all of the layers of my physical body, you would find it. But as I continue my journey through life, personally and professionally, I've come to realize I had it all wrong. What I am, and what you are, and what everyone is, are souls. We are energy bodies encapsulated inside of physical bodies. And that's a beautiful thing to come to realize because you know what that means, Mama? And I can hear you responding, No, honey, what does that mean? It means you're still alive. And that you'll always be alive. Of course, your living body isn't here. And it means I won't be able to visit you and bring my kids to Lionsgate each summer anymore. And I won't be able to see your beautiful face. And listen to your laughter. And watch you light up a room like you always did. But that's really okay. I'm comforted in knowing that you'll always be with us energetically. You're here with us now, in this room. And even when I go back to Israel in a few days, you'll be there with me because energy doesn't die. That's one of the first rules I learned back in high school physics class. Energy can't be created nor destroyed. But what I don't remember learning in high school physics class, Mama, is that while energy can't be created nor destroyed, it can be raised and it can be lowered. It can be increased and it can be decreased. And you know how we can do that, Mama? 
Now at this point I can see you slowly shaking your head, no, and thinking I've gone off the deep end. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway, because I know you're listening. We can raise our energy, or we can raise someone else's energy with just one thing, our thoughts. Because everything, absolutely everything in this world, comes from a thought, Mama. Our thinking creates our reality and not the other way around. So if we want to change our reality, or if I want to raise your energy or your soul, all I need to do is look at my thoughts. It's as simple as that. And so I think your energy, Mamam, is already really, really high. As far back as I can remember, I always felt good energy when I was around you. I saw you as someone who was grateful for life, and in the last few years specifically, I felt a particular lightness about you. The continuous laughter I heard when I visited you at Lionsgate. is something I will never forget. Personally, I always felt love from you, and I always felt like you always took a deep interest in me and in others. Last night, Boaz took me to the train station so I could get to the airport, and I asked him on the way if he had any specific memory of you that he would like me to add to my words. He thought for a moment and then said, No, I can't think of anything specific, but I'll always remember she was always nice to me. Oh, and the tent. The what? (laughs) The tent. No, the tent we use when we go camping. That was from Mama. She bought it from I. Goldberg as a wedding gift. (laughs) Of course, I have wonderful fond memories of you, too but I think I'll save them for the Shiva so that we can continue to raise your energy during that time too, and I know you'll be there to hear it. So, Mamam, for now, because there's really no end, I just want to thank you for being a really awesome grandmother. I know many people aren't privileged to have grandmothers, and even if they do, they may not be privileged to have a grandmother such as you. I'm so grateful, and I feel so, so blessed. And I hope that with all the love that you have given me over the years, and given to Boaz, and given to my children, and given to the entire Taylor family, that you can feel the love I'm sending you now in return from all of us, and that my positive words will help raise your soul up, so that you have the privilege to move on to the next world, Olam Haba and rest peacefully with Pup-Up, whom I know you've missed all these years. Thank you for being a light in my life, and for role-modeling to me how to be the grandmother I would like to one day become. And so that's what I shared, (laughs) and it was received well, and I'm so grateful to my daughter who offered me the consideration of just speaking from my heart because it worked. And you know what? 
I bet it always does. I don't think you can go wrong when you speak from your heart. So my dear friends, I ask, as I always do, where in your life may you be feeling stuck and you may be able to consider speaking from your heart, just breaking your heart open and being vulnerable, like in last week's episode, and sharing your feelings with someone else. There's certainly nothing sissy about this. This is the beauty of human interaction if we allow ourselves to do so. Okay, my dear friends, please don't forget that on January 26th, I'm offering an online Getting Unstuck workshop. Space is limited to only 10 participants, and I really hope that you consider joining me if you are either new to this work or if you'd like to workshop with me personally on getting unstuck in your life. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com.